0: What up? It's Luke Legacy, and this is another episode of Life and Other Shit. On this particular episode, I get to talk to my good friend, Caitlin, about physical fitness, how she got into it, what keeps her drive going, what keeps that spark of energy and that desire to want to continue to stay physically fit. I've always admired her uh, dedication and focus and, you know, just watching her ascend to different heights as far as uh, her physical fitness levels. And so we talked about it. I got a lot from it. I hope you take a lot away from it. If you want to follow Caitlyn and her journeys in physical fitness, you can follow her on Instagram at Hungry30s. I love the title. Always love the IG name. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, it's another episode of Life and Other Shit. What's your fitness history like why did you decide to? how far
1: back you want me to go Uh,
0: that's a good question (laughs) that's a good question Uh, when did you start like intentionally doing things i guess to better your health and be physically fit what made you want to say i want to be in good shape well
1: i I never went into it with that intent or goal. I mean, when I first started doing anything, like anything active, which mm-hmm. was for me, this was in like maybe 2010, training for training for a 5K. Which at the time, I mean, that was running three miles was something that you know I trained for, and it was because at work, my job, I was doing an internal communications, and the company that I worked for was changing around their healthcare policy, and they were trying to get employees to be more active so i was writing all these internal emails and communications to people saying be healthy train for you know start running doing these kinds of things but i wasn't doing it myself and i felt kind of like a hypocrite so i was like oh mm. maybe i'll try to train and run a 5k and so i i just did it for the for the heck of it and i found that i really enjoyed it
0: did it take you long to build up to yeah so for the 5k okay
1: so the, the, when I did that, I did it as like a formal program. It was called Couch to Five K, and <laughs> it was it was like a ten week program where you started by like running for sixty seconds, walking for ninety seconds, running for sixty seconds, walking for ninety seconds, mm-hmm. and you would do something like that three times a week, and it slowly built you up to running running a five k.
0: Oh, so you went through that,
1: that? I did that for ten weeks. I I did this this like it was like a thing I found online. It was like a program that I followed, and so me that 's where I started, and for a, a few years, I just did five k's and started running five k's i 'm um, the kind of person that it it has me it takes me a while to build my confidence, so it was like a few yeah. years of doing five k 's before I was like, "Oh I wonder if I could run further than that and mm. then I started getting doing further until I you know got into half marathon marathon, started doing more endurance stuff, and i didn 't even realize that that about myself that it takes me a long time until I got into it and I've met other friends like a good friend of mine this year he set the goal from nothing to do a full Ironman like where you know right. and you're just trained to do and Ironman is like a you know like a 15 hour race yeah where I that, I, I've never done one because it's still like it takes me years to like, OK, I got a little bit comfortable with this. Let me try something else. And that's mm-hmm. just my personality. I, I tend to need to build my confidence in things. So I started doing training for a 5K maybe about seven years ago.
0: And then it led you to marathons. I know you travel every now and then. Yeah. You've so, run you've ran in dis- different cities.
1: Yeah. So I've now done five marathons. Mm-hmm. Two of those have been international. The, mm. fir- the first one that I ever did I was, it was international. The first marathon I ever ran was, was, the, it in? was in Paris. Oh, and that was like part of the reason that I that I signed up to do oh. it because it was like, go go to Paris. <clears throat> so, part like the, a few friends of mine signed up to do the Paris marathon and it invited me to do it. And at, okay. at the time, I was like, I don't think so. Like I I'm not I don't do marathons. Like I just learned how to run <laughs> a 5K. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like that's not really for me. Um, but, but then I was, I was thinking about just going to Paris to like go on vacation with them. Sure. I was like, I'll come and watch you. And I figured, oh, well, I might as well, might as well try it might as well sign up.
0: Is there a difference between the accomplishment of a 5k and a half marathon? Or is it a similar feeling of victory and yes, I can do, or I can do more
1: yeah i I think it's a similar feeling, and that's why you push for the bigger distances because you're still chas you're chasing that feeling all the mm. time. I mean, I can still see here, and I can tell you i mean, I remember exactly in my mind the day when I was doing that like five k program when I ran twenty minutes for the first time without stopping like that felt like I had just accomplished the impossible. I yeah. remember exactly how I felt the day that I ran. A 5K for the first time, and I went out with my friends and celebrated. I was so happy, um, and you don't get that feeling every time you do a 5K. Then afterwards, so it's kind of like that. That feeling becomes like a a high. So yeah. you chase that by okay, you can either try to. There, people always say there's two ways you can do it. You could try to do that same 5K and do it faster every time, right. and, and to get that feeling of that yeah. that high, or you could try to do something of a longer distance. So. You know, I I then was like, okay, the day that I ran a half marathon for the first time, like, I mean, I I thought that I you would have thought that I had just like solved a major world issue, like how (laughs) happy and excited I was when really I just moved my body for a certain amount of time. But like, right. But yeah, like that feeling um, that the the feelings are are, they stay the same. And that's why you got to keep, I think, keep going after them.
0: I know for me, not that I run any five Ks. I can. Excuse me. This beer's got me burping. Um sorry. It's job. good though. No, it's good. It's good. It's very refreshing. Um uh, <clears throat> when I decided okay, I remember back in it was health class. I had a coach. I believe his name was Coach Caputo, and Coach Caputo said you get high. There's like these endorphins, am mm-hmm. I saying that
1: right? Yeah, endorphins. Are when you exercise.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. it gets to a certain point that when you're running, because I always told him, hey, I hate running, coach. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. This mm-hmm. shit is annoying. Like, what? Why? Why do you yeah. have this run? He said, run long enough to get a runner's high and you'll get it.
1: Man, I like Coach Caputo.
0: Right. So, <laughs> me and my best friend, Jay, I don't know if you know Jay or not, uh, uh, tall, bald-headed guy, big guy.
1: Even
0: anyway. a couple tall friends. I do. He's one of the shorter, <laughs> taller. One of
1: the shorter, <laughs> tall 6'2". guys. He's two. My other friends are
0: 6'10", 6'8". Yeah. But um, me and him, we didn't live far from each other and I said, hey, Jay, let's go for a run, man. I want to feel what this feels like. Yeah. And I remember Coach saying, you just got to push through. When you're tired, when you feel like this is it, keep running. Yeah. And then you're going to that trans-like mm-hmm. state. And I did it. And it was weird. Did you get the high? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And I think maybe I was a little more high just because of (laughs) me wanting to feel something extra. Yeah, yeah. But even to this day, I go for a run, not as often as I'd like to, but I have no problem picking up and running three miles, and I don't run consistently.
1: But it's elusive. You don't get it every time, do you? No. No. Yeah.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. Sometimes it's just pain. Yeah. It's just it's like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you but meditation sometimes you can go to a place where you're zoned out like Totally. You're completely zoned out, but you don't get it every time you meditate.
1: What so I've gotten more. I've been trying to get more into meditation. I've actually been taking this class about meditation, and they say that like a lot of sports things can be meditative. And and there's definitely times right when you get into runs and you're just like a machine and you're going Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And for for me, I I get like so I like running and I but I've gotten into triathlon as well, which Mm -hmm. incorporates you know running, swimming, and biking. Mm, That's a lot. Swimming for me is something. I love swimming. I grew up a swimmer. I never... In, in fitness class and phys ed or whatever in school, right. I was like you were I was like, oh, I have to run? Like, I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I would, like, hide in the woods when they would try to, like, run the mile and then, like, come out 10 minutes later and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I just finished it. Like, yeah, right. like I just did not want to do it. But I always swam. I always loved swimming. So now, like, I can get into the pool and, like, just shut my mind off and, like, swim. And especially with swimming, when you're swimming in a pool, I, I don't need to... Be aware of cars or other people around. I mean, you're just in a lane going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I really can't shut off my mind to, like, not be aware of my surroundings even. Whereas yeah. with, when you're out running in the streets in Atlanta, you I mean, you always have to have some level of consciousness. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's one of the it's one of the things that I've I've always liked about it. But, um,
0: and you know, working out, <clears throat> being active. It always allows, for me, better focus, more discipline, whether you do it, whether you're you know, tired or not. I know for me, my workouts have changed. I mean, have changed completely from years ago. I started lifting weights in high school because my brother lifted weights. He was really cool. I, had a, I it was kind of a big guy in high school, And so it was easy for me to like gain muscle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Throughout the years, it's changed for me, though. Lifting heavyweights is no longer important. Yeah. Being um, physically fit or ready to run
1: mm-hmm.
0: or whatever has changed. Um, I know you know when I moved to the city, or maybe you don't, I don't know. <laughs> I had to cycle for two years, commuting. Yeah, That's why I got into cycling. And not only that, I also... I also went through the fire academy. A portion of the fire academy didn't. It ended well. Put it that way. Everything was cool. Which is firefighting wasn't for me. But the training for the three months that I was there, I was in the best shape of my life, and it mm-hmm. came from um, a lot of calisthenics, a lot of running, and a lot of discipline. Yeah. So for me, it changed my thought process about. Being physically fit and what that actually means, Mm -hmm. being agile, stretching, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things just lead to a better life, Mm -hmm. whether it's in the workplace, personal life. I always felt way better in my life if I'm doing something very active. And so when I moved to the city, I got into cycling. Cycling is a a thing we have to just keep going to. And just push through it.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know if I've ever gotten a cyclist high. I
1: was going to ask if you ever had.
0: I've, I've I've reached a point to where I think the most I've ever ridden straight is around forty miles. Yeah. And I ride, you know, a fixed gear bike
1: mm-hmm.
0: with no brakes, and Atlanta's hilly. Mm-hmm. It adds a layer of don't you cannot get off your bicycle.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not going to get off going up this hill. You're not going to. It adds a layer of toughness and focus. But I haven't had that same zoned out high. I think that would probably come if I did it more consistently.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you got into, I remember you getting into cycling. Yeah,
1: you taught me how to ride my bike. And those (coughs) fixed gear is like no joke. I still, I was just telling you, I just got a new bike and I'm like, I need more gears. I was like, I don't know. It doesn't have enough. Like, I don't know how you do it with just with a fixed
0: gear. Sometimes I don't know how either. (laughs) Sometimes I say to myself, what are you, what are you thinking about? But it's, it's like driving a vehicle, a stick shift vehicle. Yeah. Such a good time. I don't, do you know how to drive a stick shift? Oh. Okay, but well, we can't share that. No, but, that feeling. but
1: <laughs> but what I was gonna say, but like one of the things that I think is cool though about that you that just gets into broader conversation that gets into a broader conversation about fitness though is fixed gear has got like a whole community around it, right? Of oh, all yeah. people that ride fixed gear, that you guys yeah. are all like passionate about it and ride together, yeah. And and that's one of the things that no matter what thing that you kind of do to be active, that yeah. when you find your community around it, like, that's an amazing thing. True. And that's what kind of sparks it to to keep going for me because I never had, a, I'd say, the, the, the just kind of natural drive in me to, like, be active and be healthy, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. you just... You found that you enjoy it, so you find it pretty easy to keep yourself in a routine of doing things active in your life. Yeah. Whereas for me, I... Unless I have something on my calendar that i'm like working towards like or a race or something to keep me scheduled i don't I find it like very difficult to to motivate myself to just get up and go exercise without something that i'm working towards yeah, and I agree with you that everything that you said about when you are in when you are being active and healthy, everything else is is better you know like right. when i'm when when I'm training for a race. I feel like I'm better at all of life. I am, a be, you know, more organized. I eat healthier. I'm, you know, more structured. I'm more focused at work. I'm a better friend because, yeah. you know, like I, I, feel like I'm better at all of life when I'm training. But I have to be training for a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just get, I get real lazy and I I don't have that same like yeah, get it, out of bed in the morning go do something.
0: It can be that way too. I know for myself, I felt the same way. And I, I got upset. And I told myself, I am going, I canceled my gym membership. And I said, I'm going to, I don't deserve to go to the gym. I said, I don't deserve to have a gym membership because I was being lazy. <laughs> and so my brother got me these push up uh, bars mm-hmm. for the floor, just like little things to hold last Christmas. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start doing push ups with those. Then I moved on. I said, "You know what? I'm gonna get a um, excuse me, step beer again. I'm gonna get a pull up bar for my house. The ones you put yeah, up yeah. on the door. And I should then, get one
1: too.
0: yeah, you should. You should.
1: It's like a life goal of mine to be able to do one pull up. Oh, I can run a marathon it,
0: like, but I can't do a pull up. Well, the, and the thing is, is you know, it's in your house. So right
1: every I, day. If I'm just like, try a little. Just bit. Just
0: try a little bit. I only do sets of five I'm really lazy with the pull ups but the key is it got me to a point of and then I got a resistance band yeah then I got an ab rocker I'm super lazy with the abs. I really, it's just...
1: The core is the worst. That's the hardest to do.
0: But the good thing about There's core There is no
1: core high. There is no ab no. high.
0: <laughs> no, it's just pain. It's and, terrible. And you think about all the beer, and you're like, I right. should stop drinking beer. And you're
1: like, this isn't even doing anything. <laughs> no. Like, what am I going to see these results? No, There's yeah. no core high.
0: You just keep going. But <laughs> what, one... So earlier this year, I had a hernia surgery. You did? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh. And it wasn't because of any fitness thing, yeah. related things. It was uh, something that happened at birth. But the recovery time made me appreciate how much I loved being physically active. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... I was in my bed for almost five days straight. I didn't go outside of my house. Yeah, I had people help me out, mm-hmm. but I was hurt. And, you know, it was... It was an easy recovery compared to what else, we, you know, people have way worse surgeries. But it just made me realize I really enjoy riding my bike. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ride my bike for almost two months. Dang. I don't think that's ever happened to me in the past six years. Yeah. I couldn't lift anything above 10 pounds for a month. Jeez. Right. So if my laundry my, was yeah couldn't put my table over before. Oh, that would I would feel <laughs> a such a pull on my hernia or the this, you know, where it happened. I was like pushing things around my house, sliding, yeah. dragging, <laughs> um, oh. rolling. It was very funny, but it made me realize how much I appreciate being at Yeah. And you know, let's just be honest, we go to school in high school, you go to college come out of college 10 year reunion some people look different some motherfuckers look horrible let's just be real some people look really bad and unrecognizable I'm not making fun of those people because life happens but I don't I never wanted to be that guy yeah I just didn't and if if you are I know that that's not what you want to be mainly because people start talking about how they need to start getting in shape right yeah yeah, so that's kind of awkward too, but it's a, it's a thing. It's it's a part of it's a part of life.
1: I am in way better shape than I am it was in high school. Mm. I don't know if I ever showed you pictures of me in high school, but I, no. I mean I was way heavier than I am now. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like I would have been, you
1: know, um, never known. So it's it's so that's actually one of the cool things I mean, with social media and stuff like that. Like so, I've gone through this journey, right? Mm. So when I when I trained and ran for that five k, I was probably like. I don't know, about 65 pounds heavier than I am right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have followed me on social media as I trained for that 5K, as I did my first half marathon, as I did my first marathon, I've gotten better. And, like, I have people from, from high school or college, from all different stages of my life that, like, reach out to me and they're like, you know, ask me questions or say that I've inspired them or things like that, which has never been an intent of mine, yeah. but like, it's cool when people, people in high school and that, Oh, I mean, they knew me as hiding in the woods when we were running in the mile. <laughs> and then they see on marathon that I just, that i ran a marathon on, on, in, in Berlin on Facebook. Yeah. And they're like, Holy shit. Did you yeah. see what Kayla's awesome. doing now? Like,
0: People and love the story. Cool. Yeah. It's a cool story. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, I'm glad we're having this conversation. It's, the shit's just cool. And then I'm so I was so excited when I saw you on Instagram. Well, first of all, when you had your when you started cycling,
1: yes, we
0: went for that bike ride. I think the first I don't know we might have did, like did a 10, couple times. We did, yeah. The first one might have been like ten miles.
1: Yeah,
0: I regretted going to like Clifton Road and like over by. We were coming Emer-
1: like North Ave. I was like, we like-
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ! Oh, you you still so this is what happened. You yeah. said you wanted to do hills. You kept yeah. saying I want hills, and I was. Yeah, I was like, okay, (laughs) some hills in Atlanta. We could just ride regular and avoid hills, and we're still gonna hit Hit hills. hills. But uh, I was so excited when I saw you with, you know, your first bike, and Mm -hmm. then you have this triathlon bike. Tell me, because you've trained, you train for actual things, and I think it's really good to have a goal. Mm -hmm. I know I have a goal. In mind for myself, I looked a certain way at mm-hmm. 24. Got to look like this picture, and I'm a-okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like training for a goal? A, a goal of, of physical fitness because I've never done it. so I don't know, yeah. you know, what that's like.
1: So to me, I think it's it's a lot healthier than. And I don't mean to like pick on you, but you said right, like oh, this. I have a picture of me at 24 yeah. of what I want to look like. I think it's, and, and especially for, for females in society mm. and for me, for a lot of my life fitness and when I never, why I never really liked it or it never stuck with me, it was about how I looked, mm. how I wanting to be a certain weight. I wanted to lose yeah. weight. You know, am I, I'm doing crunches, go look in the mirror. Am I seeing anything? Like, yeah. no, like I could never stick. It was always about like that aspect of it, of yeah. like weight and appearance and things like that. When it, transitioned for me and when it turned into train for a 5k train for for a for a half marathon, whatever it was mm. training for something it wasn't about what it was going to do to my body it yeah. was about feeling strong and feeling oh. powerful and oh, like okay. and 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 you know <clears throat> obviously training for these things has has the side effects of you know imp- gained muscle and 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 yeah. you know uh physical physical changes but it was a it was a made it about feeling strong and feeling powerful and accomplishing something. And, and, um, all of those things that I started by, again, that, that first time of a, doing a 10 week program, trying to train for a 5k, yeah. it, it helped me those skills and those things that I learned, like I apply them to other aspects of life, right? Like when you set a big goal of wanting to train for For a marathon, or or if your big goal is training for a 5K, right? Because at one point in life, my big goal was to run three miles. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't just, you you break it down into smaller chunks. You put together a plan, you make progress, you improve on it little by little. And those are things that if you want to start a business, if you want Mm -hmm. to, you know, move across the country if you want to retire at a certain age you don't just like jump into that you mm. set a goal you right. make small milestones along the way you work towards it you pace yourself you measure yourself as you go so go so training for a 5k training for a marathon or triathlon and having that kind of goal mindset has helped me with other aspects of my life um, yeah. and feeling strong and knowing that i can accomplish things because at one point in time me as a non-fitness person Thought that that was impossible. And I would have told you, if you had told me 10 years ago, you're going to run mm-hmm. a marathon someday. I would have been like, you were batshit insane. Right. Like, you know, or the, I just did a marathon in September and I did it in a really fast time that I had been working for for like mm. a year. If you had told me after I did my first marathon, you, you're going to run a marathon in this time someday, I'd have been like, the, yeah, you're like you're yeah, you're a you're
0: lunatic like you're a liar <laughs> but
1: you know like i've been able to accomplish things that i at one point in time thought was outside of my realm of of being it being possible so now when there's other things of buying a house mm. or yeah. doing other stuff that part of my mind wants to be like oh that's you don't know that's how to do crazy. that that's a lot that's too much work like yeah. you're not going to know how to do that i'm like no you I, uh, what okay what are the goals how do i get there like i i it helps me with all of those kinds of things but it changes your thought process mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm.
0: let me ask you this i know you were part of i don't know do you still run with this the running, and pacers? yeah you
1: i don't because, still run with them anymore but i still like they're still like my people
0: yeah i remember when yeah. i first met you we took i mean earlier you talked a little bit about the cycle culture, mm-hmm. the fixed gear cycle culture, or even the cycling culture, period. Yeah. It's a culture and then there's smaller cultures within there. You got your yep. cycle cross guys, you got your fixed gear guys, you got mm-hmm. your, you know, squid cool. suit guys. I respect squid suits. I have them too. I don't really know what that is. It, it's, you ride with the tights. It, the,
1: oh, so am I like a squid suit, I wear it. No, like...
0: really. I have it too. Let me just. Like, because <laughs> like, I
1: definitely got like the. the
0: I do too. Let me not be that person. Let me not be that person. You have already but been that person I, Yeah, recording. I am. I we used to make fun of them, but we. I
1: did a, too. I used to make fun of them too. And then, yeah. I, then I started wearing them, and then I was like, oh, these pockets are helpful.
0: It's comfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Listen, you know, I understand why women wear spandex 99% of the time in their life or any opportunity. It's comfortable. I'm not saying I'm going to walk around with spandex on, but the shit's comfortable.
1: The male yoga pant is coming next. They got the they have the what's it called now? The um romper, the male romper. Oh I c I can't <laughs> male male yoga pants are coming
0: up. You know what? Well that's a different topic. The the, the male romper I'm just gonna leave I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay, squid I got, suits. I got to leave, Yeah, I gotta leave the romper alone. does I have cut off
1: I have, Do you a have cut off.
0: No I, maybe. I, I had. There's
1: a you either have a romper. Or you don't no. I had romper.
0: overalls. Right. Okay. This is years ago. I yes. cut the overalls into shorts. I've been rocking that for a while now. <laughs> is that is that a male romper? No, that, I don't think so. No,
1: because I mean, cause you can unleash. The right, they still have yeah, the Yeah,
0: they, they have the uh,
1: I, a romper you can't have... unclip and take your shoulders off. Mm. Rompers, all you if you want to go to the bathroom in a romper, you take the whole thing off. I had I a mean, gar- I guess you kind of do with overalls, but I think those you do those with yeah, definitely help define the difference between romper. I
0: had a garbage man suit.
1: That would that's that's romper <laughs>
0: That's
1: more romper <laughs> me, and my, territory. me and my buddy for a
0: Twin Day in, in high school, he had a gray Dickies uh, garbage man suit, and yeah. I had one too.
1: Those are that's more romper territory. I was way ahead
0: of my time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you I brought was the way romper ahead of my back. Time. This is this actually.
0: <laughs> It'd probably be really uncomfortable riding a bike in a romper. I'm just I saying.
1: So. I don't think I don't know that that would work. Uh, Girl like, rompers tend to be real short too. Like.
0: No, yeah, I mean, you know, cycling kits are like that. Yeah. Depending on which, if you have the one with the. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, the bibs.
0: Yeah, the bibs. hmm. <laughs> I only have a. Uh, I have one for the wintertime. A
1: uh, one with the, bit, the bibs? Yeah, yeah. The, it's more probably for the men for cycling than, than women, I've learned.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the other ones have that, you know, the, whatever that material is really sticky. Yeah, that sticky stuff. It, sticky. it doesn't go anywhere.
1: Mm-mm, it's great.
0: Why don't they use that in regular clothing? There's certain instances. I mean, sometimes I don't want my clothing to move. Can it just stay there? I
1: mean, I guess. Well, I was going to say, they have like double sided tape. I know that like some women, like, you know, when you wear a low cut oh, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you got to get that double sided tape. There's, but a lot of, there's
0: a lot of interesting material out there. Yeah. A lot of interesting material.
1: But it's got to be, be tight to be that like sticky because it's like suctiony.
0: I guess so. Maybe I'm. You know what? I've thought too deeply about this. I've thought too, but movers and pacers. <laughs> when <laughs> when you came to Atlanta, was this how, how helpful them. was this group to you?
1: They were the best. Like honestly, yeah. um, so like I said, I I part of running for me has always been the community aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that first marathon. I did it because I had friends that were that were like, Hey, come run a come run a marathon with me and so I, I it became something that I did with friends did socially as well. Yeah. So I moved to Atlanta you know, a little over three years ago at this point and I had already been into the running thing. So one of the first things that I did was looked around and actually searched on Instagram and found like you know, found different running groups because it's you know, as a grown up when you move somewhere like how do you <laughs> make friends around like I, I need friends. Yeah. So <laughs> I I found um, Movers and Pacers on Instagram, and I went on. I started running with them, and you know, chaos from like the music scene. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was just like super welcoming, and I made an incredible group of friends. And I started started running with them, and that's that yeah. was became like kind of my my run crew that I spent a lot of time with. And um and still now, I mean my my closest a lot of my closest friends in Atlanta. I made through that, that running yeah. group. And for for various reasons, I think a lot of us don't necessarily go out to their regular runs anymore. Uh-huh. I, I honestly haven't been to a Movers and Pacers run in quite a while. Last night, I joined a run club that um, two people that I met from Movers and Pacers now run. Mm-hmm. Pont City Market has a run club that meets okay. on Wednesday nights. And I went and I joined them with my friend Sheba and Bam. Okay. You know Bam from music as well?
0: Oh. Yeah. No. You, no, uh-huh. I I know th- the name is familiar.
1: Yeah,
0: I know him from. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's very.
1: Yeah, so that they have a run group. So, but I met them at Movers and Pacers. Okay. So it, it's and it's this is it's been one thing that I'd say is honestly like over the past couple of years it's been a little bit of a mental uh, challenge for me is that I I as my goals I guess have progressed right as my goals were moved from just finish a marathon to, can I finish a marathon in this specific amount of time as I've gotten more into triathlon and cycling, yeah. um, that's also changed kind of the community that I find, find around it. So I've actually moved, you know, I've started running more with, uh, people that are, you know, when he, when he set a set a goal. I have a specific schedule that I follow up. I don't just go out and run all the time. I now do specific runs that I'm trying to do in certain times and I do speed workouts and I do trail runs and I've like, it, my running has progressed. Mm-hmm. So there's not as many time in my schedule to yeah. just do, ca- go out and do just kind try, of casual, yeah. casual running, yeah. which is something that I've struggled with because it's one of what got me into running, and it's what I've, I've always loved about it. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: now, at, and I've kind of struggled of like, am I losing the fun? But I'm like, no, I'm not, because I like doing all these new things. But I've just, I've matured as a runner, right, and, right. and so. I haven't been able to run with, like, some of those, like, kind of original groups that yeah. I have started with. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, they're still, like, I still have, like, you know, so they're that, still, like, my people. And those are all my friends that I still yeah. made from that group. But I don't get to go out and, I, and, like, just run with them as much as I did when I first started.
0: But it's definitely something that helped you.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Held
0: you forward
1: totally that like that group and the other running being a part of whatever going out and finding support and community around around your hobby it's major for the days that you're like you know i really just would rather like be lazy here today or sit at home but knowing Mm -hmm. that you've got five ten people 20 people how many people that are going to be like caitlin why didn't you show up today like for the group run or whatever like that yeah like i mean i recommend to anybody to go out and find a find a group to be a part of with whatever it is if you're into lifting weights if you're into cycling if you're into swimming yeah. I mean what there's there's communities around all of that and you know the, finding people that have like a similar interest in you they'll push you to go harder they'll keep you accountable and yeah. it just makes it way more fun it just makes it fun it, it, you to know, have people around it
0: You said two important things I think accountability and fun are something that don't always go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. But, for example, I've had, like, crazy nights from a lot of beer and alcohol in yeah. my system. And we have a group ride. hmm And Tara, you know, one of the founding members of our cycle club, it's hit me in the morning, like, hey, everyone's here. The ride's leaving in 15 minutes. Yeah. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. I'm there, and I'm, I'm, by the end of the ride, it's rough. Yeah. By the end of the ride, I've sweated out all the alcohol, yep. and I feel amazing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I feel amazing. Let me just ask you this one question. When you're training for these specific goals, do you give up, you give up alcohol? I know some people do.
1: Um, I have never given up alcohol completely. Okay. Actually, part of one of my like pre-race traditions is like the night before, like I gotta have a beer. Like, <laughs> but but, um, but it de- definitely it comes into into play specifically in this this aspect. One of one of the things now, I'm at the point where it's becoming more important to give up not give up alcohol, but to hit the goals that I now want to hit with my running. Mm-hmm. Um, your weight like, comes into play. For sure. So if I were to lose five to ten pounds, I would run faster. Um, Okay. And so I will sometimes, like, I probably reduce the amount of alcohol that I'm drinking because I, you know, the calories I think about. Yeah. But but also, to that point, like, uh, I'm getting up, especially in the summer running in Atlanta, I'm getting up early to run in the morning. And, you know, I I don't want to get up like, yeah, so I'm not out as late. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not giving up alcohol completely, but I'm not staying out late drinking. Yeah, you're not
0: doing it, and,
1: and and part of that too. And I, that's another thing that I think about mentally. Where I'm, sometimes when I, I'm getting up super early in the morning to run, so I'm going to bed early on a on a Friday night, and I'm like. Am I lame? Like, you know, like, I, you know, am yeah. I, like, I, I started these hobbies to, like, better my life, but now yeah. I'm sitting on the couch on a Friday night, like,
0: like. But this? But, you know, some a portion of that, sometimes, I know with age, and we're and not, it's not, I don't
1: know. Is it just age,
0: right? No, I, and it's not like we're old. It's just, I think it's maturity.
1: Right.
0: You know, we can miss out. Yeah. Hey, you missed this party. Okay, cool. Well, I'm not hungover on Saturday morning. I got my run in. Yeah. I might go crazy- Saturday night yeah. or get you know go out but you know sometimes people live for the weekend mm-hmm. and it throws them so far off schedule right and then you're recovering and you're regretting yeah you got really messed up oh I'm gonna eat really shitty food yep
1: right. and recover
0: so, and then you feel bad about it. On Sunday it's a waste
1: right and, and so I definitely drink last like you know, I was kind of in between the, I went to the little five points of Halloween parade. Yeah. I drank way too much.
0: Of the oh, for sure. Halloween
1: parade. Yeah.
0: And well, like, the, experience all that the next music, day, yeah.
1: my run, like, I thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. I still did it, but like, I thought I was going to, That was not, be, it
0: was it was no, not it was, good. It was no good. Yeah. So, but, um, um,
1: but yeah, so I definitely reduce it.
0: For the future. Yeah. What am I trying to do? No, just huh. you, I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but like, the future of you being physically fit this is some. this is a it's a lifestyle would yeah. you would you
1: yes I actually just had this conversation because somebody called it like my hobby they were like oh well your hobby is is you know doing this like running stuff and I was like a hobby is scrapbooking like you know like right. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not getting up at like five in the morning to a scrapbook you know like no. if you spend I spend a lot of time doing this stuff like yeah. if I was spending all that time like you know, I don't know, like bird watching, like that's really an intense amount of time you would be doing. So yeah. I consider it like a lifestyle.
0: Yeah. So um, it's just something, it's something that probably, I know for me it will never stop. Nowhere, no matter where I go in life, some days you know, I have my bouts of months and I'm, oh man, this is horrible. I'm just not eating right yeah. and then you bounce back. I think yeah. it's just a journey, but I think the most important thing is to be conscious of your physical well-being. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means to you. Cycling, running. I mean, this conversation has me wanting to run. Again, walking. I got into walking a lot. You've probably seen on my Instagram. I walk as much as I can. You know, it takes a little longer. But you're being active. You're getting steps Mm -hmm. in. I think the main thing is just be active. So let me... Actually, this and we'll wrap up. Yeah. This has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about, but it can if you want to. Okay. Your face is like, "What is he? What are but you doing?" <laughs> um. Whack shit versus dope shit. What do you think is whack in life? Whatever's going on, I don't care what it is. You could say my maintenance in my apartment building. They're not on top of their game. They're whack. Then you can say some dope shit. You can be like, I got this wine the other day, Trader Joe's, six bucks. It's great.
1: Okay.
0: So you see where I'm going with it? It's just completely just something that I do just to see where people are at, what's, what's whack and what's dope. So...
1: It's probably the first time I've used the phrase whack shit, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the first for everything.
1: I'm trying to think of something lighter, but, like, main whack shit is just politics and Donald Trump and... Okay. ...the world's that, everything that's happening there, which is just... There's
0: a lot of whack shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: I'm trying to think of of something that's, like, a little bit bit more lighthearted than that, Um, but... It doesn't have to be. Yeah.
0: That's it's, that's, it, that's just what's real right now. That, that that's what you yeah. feel.
1: That's... Um, but dope shit. I'd say on the other side, there's a lot of people that are, I don't know, coming together, or do, like doing doing cool things to kind of like counteract that. Like, and people that are that are make moves. So, like in that sense, so I think that that's pretty cool. There's A lot of changes, even just local elections, politics stuff that's happened. So I think that that's that's pretty cool to see people that are like. That haven't ever been involved or active, like, like yeah. take interest in things.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, then I'd say also on a more on a on a lighthearted side that it's. Um, I heard the that Croc Street Marketing is putting in a candy store in there, so I'm kind of excited oh. about that.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I'm
1: a big fan of candy.
0: So I'm a huge I'm, fan of candy.
1: I was excited about that, and whack shit. Also, the Belt Line needs lights on it. They like the new section that they just opened has
0: it's coming. all lights. I saw an article okay. and they they because I knew people were gonna start talking about it and be upset because that had they have lights. The
1: new section has lights yes. and it's awesome. Yeah,
0: and I saw an article saying lights are coming to, to the east side. Of it? Yes,
1: okay, There's, yeah, cool.
0: So yeah, it is whack, but it will be dope when it comes. Exactly- I'm not saying shit, I'm not saying it's dope shit until it comes. Okay, Um. all right, I'll go.
1: Yours are gonna be better than
0: mine. No, they're not. I, I'm gonna <laughs> piggy. I'm gonna piggyback off of one of yours where you said um, people are coming together. Yeah. So I saw this. This is for dope shit. I saw this video. It was a. It was a preacher. He had. It, I guess his sermon was about seeing the other person's perspective. We're basically just joining. It's about you know there is a lot of racial divide. Mm-hmm. And so he had, you know, there was a black guy, there was a white guy there, and he was going on and on. But this, what he did next really kind of blew my mind. He said, I want, he said, I want y'all to pay attention to something here. He held held a Diet Coke bottle up in between them. They were facing each other. Mm -hmm. And he said, what do you see? He asked the black guy. The black guy says, I see Diet Coke. He asked the white guy, what do you see? He said, I see that it has... 36% 36% sodium, this did And I was like, Well, where's he going with this? And then yes. he did it again. And he said, They're seeing the same exact thing, just a different perspective. So visually on the front side, I see Diet Coke.
1: Yeah.
0: On the back side, yeah, mm-hmm. he sees a Diet Coke, but he sees what's in the Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, yeah, just different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And it with life. It's the same shit, just different perspectives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was such a powerful thing to me. I think that video is dope. I wish I knew who he was. But it, it touched me in a way. And I said, you know, that's you know, kind of how I live my life. Different perspectives. Just get to understand people better. Mm-hmm. I think whack shit is... The whack thing for me right now... I'd have to put it on myself. I think it's really whack that I've let my sneaker and my shoe collection dwindle to where <laughs> I was going out last weekend and I was frustrated because I didn't feel like I had any dope shoes. I got like two pair of dope shoes. And I have a lot of shoes. So I feel like that's, that's whack to me. I'm getting on myself. Shit is whack. I'm gonna buy new shoes. Nice. Buying some Timberlands, some more Hirachis, and I need a good pair of running shoes, which is my excuse for not running. So that's,
1: that's the only kind of shoes that I buy. So.
0: The wax shit is on me. I need to buy some really comfortable shoes. So the wax shit, it, it, it's on me. Well, other than that, yeah. yeah. This conversation was kind of amazing. I Honestly, it could have just kept going and going and going.
1: I really could. I there's like five more points that I was like having to make about various things, but
0: um, you know what? I tell you what, I want you to get those five points in, but give me a second.
1: No.
0: <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. Okay. You're good. You're good. And that ends another episode of Life and Other Shit. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it sparked some conversations with you and your friends in the near future. And I hope you come back to listen to next week's episode. Once again, I'm your boy, Luke Legacy. You can follow me on social media at I Luke Legacy. Or if you want to just reach out and hit me up, lifeandothershit00 at gmail.com. All right, until the next episode, one love.